For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Are you kidding me? You are looking Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in. Monday, April 6th edition of the show. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And this is Winning Cures Everything. You can find us online, winningcureseverything.com. We are on Periscope. We are on Facebook. We are on YouTube. We are on your favorite podcast app. And now for uh, at least uh, the foreseeable future, we are going to be on Twitch. So you can head over to any of those locations, search for Winning Cures Everything, and you will be able to find the show Share it out with you, buddies. Tell everybody you know about it. We would definitely appreciate that. Uh, Chris, long weekend. Long, long weekend. <laughs> Every day, it, it, Saturday and Sunday are no different than Monday and Tuesday other than I don't podcast. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much it with, with me. It's the same thing over and over again. It's It feels like Groundhog's Day, right? Like, it's, it's yeah. you know, the, the, the Bill Murray movie. Like, it, it feels I, more like the movie than I, just I like... The movie. You know, I mean, it's it's ridiculous, man. Ah, I'm uh, just dying. Being stuck in the house with people that that are the same people. You love these people. You're supposed to love them. You gotta love them. But at the end of the day, it's just like everybody's little picadillos are starting to. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. After you're going on week three, and and now it's just. Yeah. <laughs> We're we're on every, uh, every, we're on week four. Every morning I come home. Every morning I come home. There's one random thing that happens in my house every day, unanimously. Not a morning has not happened. Rather, I'm out. I wake up and I go work in the yard, or I get out and I go to work and get a job started. By the time I come home, somebody has swept a lot of my house, which is good. We have kids yeah. and dogs and me and her and everybody else coming in and out, tracking in dust every day. And it is super dusty out and we've got leaves and pollen and all this other shit in our house, plus food, crumbs, everything. <laughs> it's always swept, but they never sweep it up. There's just piles of dirt in like six or seven spots around the house. Yeah. And I walk in, I see it and I go get a dustpan and I 
clean up the piles and I throw them away. And it's like that last 3% that you don't do, I would almost rather you just leave the dust scattered amongst (laughs) the entire 2,500 square feet of the house. Yeah, I'm with you. I understand. (laughs) I don't notice it if I'm walking through the living room and it's spread across the entire living room, dining room, entryway, hallway. But once you get it into two or three piles, it's not possible to not notice. Yeah. And it drives me insane. (laughs) And I'm safe. There is 0% chance that she'll listen to this and hear. Yeah, that that, that worked. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same and we're, and we're And we're all uh, at a point where we're so passive-aggressive that we just don't, no, no one says anything anymore. Uh, we just, the, if the something's teasing, bothering you now, you just move on. Yeah, the, the teasing is no longer teasing. The teasing is oh no, uh, brutal, like <laughs> yes. incredibly brutal. That's right, that's right. <laughs> Nothing, no, I, we, her family has always been very hold everything in, say nothing. No, 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 no. That is, that is not my people. Yeah. Right. My, my grandfather told me that's an Italian thing. I don't know if that's all Italians or not. I know that my people air grievances at all times. We, we love hard, we love strong and we are honest about everything. And, uh, makes sense. Makes sense. And now I just, it's not worth anymore. No, 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 not, not in the slightest. Uh, I grilled last night. That was definitely a a grill. I, man, we just did burgers. Like, and, there you go. But at least it was something. I was outside. It was, you know, whatever. Uh, but today, because we because we grilled so late, uh, I couldn't put the grill cover back on. So when I went out yep. there this morning, uh, there were already wasps, like, surrounding my grill. So I'm going to have to go out and mess around with that here in a little while. And I, it's it's uh, the outside backyard area has turned into a disaster. So, you know, I, we, we got some more stuff to work with. Uh, I got... I got wasps, I got spiders, I got bumblebees. Uh, What's that time of season? Uh, they're wasp all over our house too. I yes. mean, they're they're everywhere. Yeah, so they're they're killing me, and and I'm allergic to wasps. So yeah. that's the only bad part. Like bumblebees don't really care. Like those things sting, like they hurt, but yeah, whatever. Uh, they're not trying to get you. A wasp like will attack you, which is not good for me. So yeah. <laughs> you know, definitely not good. Uh, I found that out the hard way back, yeah, I think I was probably eight or nine, and, uh, and I didn't think anything about him. I just, like, was swatting one, and that joker, like, stung me in the arm, and my arm blew up. I'm talking, I don't even know how to, it, it's like uh, it's like when you put a hot dog in the microwave, <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking about? That thing just yep. expands, and, oh, it's bad. Bad juju. All right, let's get into uh, let's talk some uh, some sports. We we've already gone five minutes in on this thing, and we try and keep it about thirty minutes so we don't uh, we don't waste too many people's times. But uh, but yeah, UFC two forty nine. Just before we decided to come on here, they have replaced Habib with Justin Gaethje, which is we thought that was going to happen. Yeah, I mean that that was the rumor leading up to it and whatnot. They still have not announced a location. Now, it doesn't really matter because nobody's buying tickets to this and whatever, but the fighters still really don't know a location. We are Then we'll get them there. I mean, that's not a problem. We're 12 days away from this thing, and that's why Habib would not stay on with the fight is because he didn't know where it was going to be. He didn't even know if he could get there. Even if if they gave him a fight 30 days from now ago, he he couldn't get there. Yeah, and that's I think like I think Russia would have been willing to work with him. I think. I don't, I don't know. know that. But I don't know about that. E- either way, uh, the gate the Gaethy matchup with 
Tony Ferguson. That it's a fantastic matchup. It's the number two, yeah. uh, yep. the number two pound for pound fighter against the number four. Uh, I can't talk. Number four pound for pound fighter. Uh, yeah. These guys are unbelievable. Uh, Justin is twenty one and two. Tony Ferguson is twenty five and three. These guys have both won a ton of fights in a row. They are strikers. They are energetic and upbeat and fantastic and so much fun to watch. And this, honestly, maybe a better matchup to watch than Habib against Tony Ferguson. It, Habib, well, I think it's gonna. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think we're getting to a point at some point in time where you're picking nits. You know, you, you get you get good fights sometimes. You get bad fights. Sometimes. Well, as, as far as really entertaining, predict it because these I guys think are this both is strikers. Be a good fight. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. it's going to be a great fight. But it's they're both strikers, and I think that's the you, you want something entertaining. You want to bring in the most uh, appealing matchup for fans. Uh, the name Habib does mean something, but there's still people that haven't really watched him. Look, he loves to stay on the ground. That's just not, it, there's no sex appeal with that, you know? No. It, it, now, some people, like the really diehards, get into it. These two guys that are fighting now, they, they're not all about that. Now, they can be. They're good at it if they need to be, but they would rather be up, uh, pounded on each other, as opposed to on the ground trying that. And yes. I love it. I love it. So, I, I'm a fan of this matchup. I think this is, uh, it's going to be fun. They have not announced a card yet. Not that it matters. Because the pay per view is going to be sold because of these guys, but well, the pay per view is going to be sold because nobody else has anything else to watch. And true. if he can find you know twelve people willing to beat each other up, then we we can throw six fights together and kill a couple hours and have something to do. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be fun. I think that this is, uh, this is going to be a good time, and I'm I'm glad they're doing it. I still think it's kind of crazy. Uh, the only like they said, it's going to be on the West Coast in the United States. I mean, Wyoming, New Mexico, like if I mean, the West probably, I mean, Coast if he's got itself, land in California, then he could do it there. I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, but Cal- well, no, California, like the unless you're doing an unsanctioned fight, but this is for a belt. Like this well, is for the interim. Yeah, okay, belt. Find, so I, I don't know about West Coast. Wyoming's not West Coast. Okay, uh, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, like Montana's not West Coast. So I don't know exactly. Like I don't think it would be in Washington. I, like maybe in maybe in Oregon. That's the only know. one because California is not going to sanction. I mean, I was going to say that those are your three options if you're if you're going to use the word coast. Yeah, that's the only three you, states. You don't have a whole lot of choices. I don't. I don't know what they're going to do. I got no idea. I, I hope that they do. Like, Why do we they, need a? This is a completely different question. Why do we need a state to sanction a fight if he is the governor of this this organization? Okay, he is the ruler of the president of this organization. These two people fight under his watch, and and the rules set up by the UFC, this organization. Why does the state have to sanction it? You know that's a good question. I don't have a good answer. I mean, why, answer literally, for that. why can't they go to Joe Rogan's basement and and or our workout studio that he has in California and just all fight? What would happen if they did? The the sanctioning. We all saw it happen. Uh, that's true. That's true. You have a very valid point. Uh, the sanctioning. Let's see. Hold on. Uh, all right. So Matt jumped in on YouTube. You would be surprised how unhealthy some of these guys can be. 
the sanctioning has to do with uh, with protecting the athletes themselves. Yeah, but I think it's also w- normal in boxers. Yes, because there there is no UFC of boxing. All right, there is there is only individuals, and they all work under different promoters. But this is actually elite. Like it's the NFL's responsibility to make sure their players are healthy enough to step on the field. True, it's MLB's responsibility this would be no different than that they don't need the state of washington to sign off on all of seattle players they they just need the the nfl doctors to sign off and say they're good ufc would be no different i mean you have a you have a point not saying these guys are healthy i'm not saying these guys are, are there anything different or special or whatever i'm just saying every other sport it doesn't make sense. They have a, an organization. Yeah, a a now, state boxing, athletic commission I totally get because boxing is a it's it's ruled by thieves. Okay, yeah, it is it is absolutely just the the wild wild west. It's, I'm I'm trying to see if maybe I can get you an answer, uh, but I don't have one. Uh, Matt said uh, a lot of money has to change hands. They use a lot of drugs to recover and also to drop weight, uh, but I, I, none of that really explains. I don't. I don't get. I'm like, if you, if if those drugs are legal in Arizona, and you take those drugs in Arizona, and then you fly to California to fight, then okay. Yeah. I'm still. I'm still not getting it. I also don't know of what happens if they, if you're taking those drugs. I mean, people use illegal drugs every day, and nobody knows and nobody cares. Let's see. Title matches. Uh, title matches uh, must be sanctioned. For five rounds, uh, hold on, that's not what we're looking for. Let's see. Uh, for amateur events, nope. I got no good answer for you. I just don't, uh, I think that's an antiquated thing. I do think that there's a level, it's supposed to be a level of probably security oh, and thinking it is. that there's hey, no chicanery Here's, and here's the good answer. Uh, if an event is sanctioned, that means it's approved by the state, monitored by the State Athletic Commission, or a licensed third party. Sanctioned events have defined procedures and standards set to make sure that the fighters are safe. If you aren't sure if the fight uh, coming up is sanctioned, um, then it most likely is it, blah, blah, blah. This is going through. It's it Basically, unsanctioned fights are shady. That's what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, but boxing has sanctioned fights, and half that shit's really shady. I mean, we've talked about it before, how we think there are people that are judges for boxing that openly throw matches. That we all believe that. And it's yeah. sanctioned, so sanctions don't set, stop that. And True. the safety thing, don't. it's in Dana White's best interest that his fighters are safe. That's, that's the reason the organization's more important than regulation, by the way, is because the NFL cares more about these players not getting hurt on the field now they probably could care less about what happens to these people when they retire. But while they're using them, they need them. And they need them to be healthy and upright and okay. That is true. That is they true. They can't have any problems because that does bring smoke. That does bring heat. And, and it's not good. I just, I just think it's regulations. I think it's money changing hands. I think these states want to have power and control over something that they know is popular and, 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 and wealthy. So you may have a valid point. You may have a valid point point. in time. Go to Rogan's den or find some unobscured, undisclosed location. Get the fight out, stream it up to a satellite that beams it down to everybody's house and nobody's going to care. We're all just going to be grateful. We have something to watch. (laughs) I'm with you. I'm with you. 
Let's move into the next topic. Mike Leach, Mississippi State head football coach, uh, had to apologize for a tweet last week. And, you know, him, he, he tweets stuff all the time that are, that, that get him in trouble, right? And not necessarily get him in trouble, but for the most part, it's all political, uh, correct, or non-politically correct jokes and memes and whatever, right? Like, like, it's really not that big of a deal. I don't even think this was that. I I could never see the tweet, but I did see a tweet, a meme, I guess, that has a noose in it, and it's an old lady knitting, like, a noose. That's what it was. You know, my husband, you know, told me I should start knitting or whatever. Like, it's just being quarantined with somebody for long enough, now I'm going to kill this person. Yes. We started the conversation today talking about living with these people we love more than anything else. And and we're tired. We got to get out. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and I understand, like, here's the thing. It, it is a joke up until the point that you start having guys request to transfer. And that's all. We, we're going to have two different conversations here, though. Okay. I think those guys wanted to transfer anyway. Uh, you're probably, like, you could be 100% and right. And now, now they're looking for the NCAA's rule of, of I want to transfer and now I get to play immediately because he did this thing. That's what yeah. I truly believe. I don't believe anybody saw that and immediately saw offense because everyone sees this sweet old white lady knitting a noose and she's referring specifically to her husband. Now, I know that nooses and racism in the South are not a pretty thing. Yeah, not especially, a pretty especially thing in at this all. state, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get it. I do. I, I'm, I'm super sensitive to that. But I also understand that that's not the noose's only purpose. I mean, every True. Western we ever watched in our entire lives growing up with our grandparents had, you know, had, yeah. had people getting hanged, and they were, you know, Indians, they were Mexicans, and they were other white people, yeah. and they were black people. And it, it wasn't a racial thing. It was a sign of justice thing. Um, I, at some point in time, I think we – I don't – I think this kid is taking something that if you think it was really racial – you're transferring is not helping the situation. I think you're using something to to cry wolf. I this do. Is my opinion. I do agree with that. That's and the I kid's think that's name. A hard thing to accuse somebody of. Yeah. But I think somebody's taking something that is a serious topic, and they're going to say, "Oh, this can get me what I want if I say this." Boom. Ju- Justin Fields did the same thing at Georgia, etc. Like it's it's a way to move over. Um, yeah. Now I don't know that Justin Fields wasn't legit. I mean, we don't know. I don't have any real opinion. If the baseball team really treated him that way, then you know, that's, well, but, but that's it, a legit it, thing. He was never this around. Is your coach, yeah. this is your coach tweeting something that is completely harmless. Agreed, agreed. But it, this was a baseball player saying something uh, racially insensitive. At a football game, away from him, like he wasn't even around them when it was said. So, like I, I get you. It's two different circumstances, but it's two things that can be used for you to become immediately eligible uh, yeah. going forward. The kid's name, by the way, uh, Fabian Lovett. He is from Olive Branch, Mississippi. So he has entered the portal, and uh, and there you go. Matt uh, Matt said state wasn't paying his dad enough, and uh, and then Matt uh, also said it wasn't racial. They were looking to leave. Stuff happens with new coaches, and the existing kids yeah. don't like it. Let's. Uh, we do have somebody in on the Twitch, and this moves us to the next topic. 
the PGA has rescheduled their majors for 2020. Uh, the PGA Championship is now August 3rd through the 9th. The U.S. Open is September 14th through the 20th. The Masters is uh, moved all the way to November. And the British Open has been canceled. Uh, now, Darkness5632 jumps in. He said, you know, I'm not sure how I feel with the Masters moved to November. It'll be odd to not see it in April. I also have a question. Could you see them possibly moving the Open Championship to St. Andrews next year instead of 2022? I've heard plans that it is something they're thinking of doing. Uh, and Royal St. George would be in 2022 instead. So the way that the schedule is working, it was supposed to be St. Andrews this year, St. George next year. That's they're they're going to push it to the next year. Yeah. Like it's it they they are not going to move St. George from twenty twenty one. They'll just they, move this they on they don't have anything in twenty twenty two scheduled yet, right? Correct. So they're they're so not gonna easy, move it's easy just to bump it. Yeah, rather than rescheduling two things, that's right. They're, they're just, just gonna reschedule one. one. That's um right. that's that's, and I think that's probably the best move. Right now, we've talked about this a million times at the end of the day. Flexibility is the number one main rule of the game. All yeah. right. If if you are rigid and you are stuck in certain ways and you like things a certain way, man, then you're not gonna get what you want. And you're just gonna be one of those people mad on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Right right that's now is not a good time to not be flexible. No, like flexibility is the most valuable asset you have right now. Now, the, the good news is, uh, you know, the PGA Championship being August 3rd through the 9th, um, we might possibly be able to get football season started on time. If the worldwide mm. trends continue on the way that they have gone for the past three days, then we might be in a good spot, you know. I, I would hope for that. We but, need to stop looking at golf. And comparing the rest of the sports. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Because I think golf is missing out right now on an opportunity to take over sports for the next 60 days. Oh, yeah. There, there are 100 of the top 150 golfers in the world all live in Jupiter, Florida, or within like a two-hour circle of Jupiter, Florida. Yeah. Okay? Why they can't do what we've talked about, which is everybody self-quarantined. Everybody stay clean. We have a couple of television camera guys and a couple of sanctioned reporters that are quarantined off. You go, and we could be televising golf events, and this is something that I think would be interesting. Do things different with golf that you've never done before to try to bring in new um, uh, fans. And, and it could be by volunteer only. If you don't want to self-isolate yourself or go to these places or whatever, then, then you don't have to the best 64 golfers that we can get. Okay. The best 60 golfers we can get and the best four amateurs we can get. Yeah. And you put together a bracket, a 64 man match play bracket and you let them play, man. Right now they'd be destroying ratings. ESPN would actually have something to air NBC sports, CBS sports, everybody sell the rights to everyone. Sell them to everyone. Yeah. I, uh, I'm I'm telling you, I just don't see why? Because you could be on a golf course pretty easily, keep social distancing, keep, keep away from each other, and play your damn round. And you don't have fans there. I don't think that would be weird at all. Uh, Darkness came in. Uh, he said, problem with the November Masters is starting time. The sun will set much earlier than in April. Uh, he said, so play will either earlier. have to be rushed or move back a few hours. Uh, look, no, they, just, they just started earlier. Yeah, you're just going to start earlier. Like in, 
So in November of at 7 a.m., they'll tee off at 5 a.m. I mean, it's just part yeah, of it. it. It just is what it is, and that'll have to be fine. I mean, these guys are going to be going up against all of the other sports that are going on at that time anyway. You're going to have you're probably going to have Major League Baseball in November. You're probably going to have NBA maybe go that far. I, I mean, it, I don't we'll I don't think we're going to have baseball in November. You will definitely have football uh going on at that point. So, I mean, it's the whole thing's crazy. Like it, it, you're you're going to have an overabundance of sports if everything comes back the way that we're hoping. You're just going to have to deal with all of this different stuff and it is what it is. Like I'm, I'm good with it. Like I give me, give me the Masters and a day of college football all at the same time. I'm good with yeah, that. Doesn't bother me at all. G- give me the Masters and NFL football all going on around each other. Like that's going to be pretty crazy. Like how is CBS going to figure out all of that? Right. I mean, we'll just figure it out. Yeah, we'll just figure it out. We'll go from there. Uh, let's go ahead and move into some uh, something that happened this past weekend. The WrestleMania, whatever number it is, was it 36 or something? Do you remember? Nope. You, you actually watched some of it on Saturday. I didn't watch this. Now, Saturday I, and Sunday. Um, did you watch some on, a, on Sunday? Yeah, it was a two-day event. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know if you watched any on Sunday. Uh, I so knew I got that. roped into, so I, I grew up loving wrestling. We grew up, well, we've talked about yeah. this before. We love wrestling growing up. Maybe been a decade since I've paid attention real closely, probably longer than that. Um, and, uh, I got roped in, I had four or five buddies that I used to watch it with and, and hadn't talked to in a while. And they all sent out this thing said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to do like a Google hangout or a, what was that other app that I told you they were using something? Uh, uh, house party, house party. That's it. So we tried that for a while. We eventually came back to zoom and, uh, (laughs) and whatever. And we all just literally, we, we, set up our computers or your iPads and then had your phone or your iPad or whatever and got the zoom going. And we, we kind of all watched together, but in our own houses. And it was, it was interesting to say the least. Um, the hanging out with friends, that's the first time I've done that. So, um, some of it was kind of normal. It was, you know, the people who broke balls, broke balls, the people yeah. who, you know, were funny, were funny and, and whatever. And it, it was just, it, it was a little sense of normalcy. Um, there was a, uh, not as much depth conversation that we would normally have gotten into. Um, but, but it was, it was hanging out with friends around this one thing that we all used to kind of like, and none of us have watched it in years, but it was free. And so we tried it. It was weird. It yeah, with no fans. The actual wrestling part could be I'm just removed from wrestling so far. They tried, I will tell you this, Vince McMahon is not afraid of trying new things, okay? They did what I know because I'm an adult now to be a lot of pre-recorded matches, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they did that specifically for this. Yeah. The Undertaker fight was supposed to be his last fight ever, which I think it is going to be his last fight ever. Yeah. And they did it in like a graveyard. You could tell it was pre-recorded because there are times where he looks like hell. And then five minutes later, he looks a whole lot better. Um, and it just looks like his hair got done again. His, you know, his arm got a little bandaged up, whatever. It, it was really cool though. That watching that fight was one of the coolest things I've seen in a long time. That's television I, viewing. Yeah, I got to super watch that. Captivating. One. I went. I went back and watched it. It was, 
It was pretty fantastic. Like I, it the, was the theatrics really good was TV. Awesome. Yeah, it was really good TV. Now, obviously, if you're not into wrestling, then you're gonna watch this and poke every hole there is in it. Yeah. If you like wrestling, I I thought it was really cool. The next night, they tried to do a lot of that stuff, and well. There was one fight with John Cena. Yeah, the Funhouse one. That's the one I went back and watched because it got so much traction. That um, was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. It, it was, it was I think interesting. They, I think they tried really hard. I thought it was really creative. Really good, mm, okay, we're. In, I, get, I mean, anything's creative, I guess. Yeah, I, I, it's hard for me to criticize other people's art forms because I'm not artistic at all at kind of anything. But, yeah, the NWO stuff I thought was cool. The uh, just the imagery itself. Like, I, I thought everything about it. It seemed movie-ish. It was very theatrical. Super it was, weird. Yeah. And as cheesy and goofy as I think I've ever seen anything. Yeah. So, I was not a fan. Had that been what I saw Saturday, I would not have turned in for Sunday. That, that makes sense. I, th- I think when I watched Saturday's fight, I thought, why would they go the first night with this? Why wouldn't they... Close out Why Sunday. They make this the closing fight of the whole thing and end it like that. And I think they are smarter than me because no, if if I would have watched the Funhouse fight the, the first night, I wouldn't have been in for the second night at all. Yeah. But because because the Undertaker thing was such a cool for everything else, I did not enjoy about it at all. Without fans, without a crowd, I didn't like it. It's weird. Um I'm you. I'm really curious of how it's going to affect UFC. I don't think UFC is the same thing. Oh, it's it's definitely not. It's you, the because crowd watched, is not as much a part of it. What was the uh, what was the UFC uh, reality show where they could earn a spot? The Ultimate Fighter. I used to watch the Ultimate Fighter. I Fight. loved they did a that. lot of fights without without a crowd, and that was just fine. That yeah. was just fine. So so I'm not worried about the crowd for UFC, but when you're doing something that's a performance art thing, which and that's is what exactly what is, yeah, that's what pro wrestling you is. You can't you you can't. I mean, I, I'm super. I've gotten super big the last year and a half in the stand up comedy. I watch a lot of comedians. A lot of them are trying to do stuff right now to raise money for you know low paying comedy guys. Doing it without a crowd is just so hard. I mean, it's yeah. brutal to watch. I want to watch to support them. It's almost impossible to watch. And this is something that I openly love and am passionate about. Man, it's really hard to get through, though. And these are guys that I know are just crazy, stupid, funny. Yeah. Yeah. Without the audience, you can't you can't do a performance art thing with nobody watching live. You just, it doesn't work. No, it, it, we got several comments on this on Facebook and on Twitch. Michael Campion uh, said uh, they're all pre-recorded right now. Um, I'm totally confused to figure out the Playhouse match. Darkness on uh, Twitch said, I do have to say for what this was, WrestleMania gets an A for me. They made the best of a bad situation. However, I just have a feeling that we have not seen the last of Brock Lesnar. I just have this feeling deep down inside he's going to come back at SummerSlam and win the title yet again and go to WrestleMania next year as champion again. Uh, Possibly. Uh, I could totally see all that. My issue with the Lesnar fight, anybody wants to talk about the actual wrestling matches other than the two things we discussed, <laughs> that, that was that was two guys that every Brock Lesnar fight's the exact same now. Everybody just, both fighters does their finishing move like three times, and then one of them does it one last time and wins. Yeah. 
That, that, that that's every Brock Lesnar fight now is they they, yeah. they don't actually choreograph a fight. I'm going to do my finishing move. You do your finishing move. Then I do mine. Then do you do yours. And then somebody's going to do one twice, and that's going to be and it. And that'll be it. And that'll be how the whole thing gets written off into the sunset and whatever. Uh, I think very weird. All, all of this has to do with uh, with whether or not Lesnar like signs a new contract or whatever it is, right? So that's that's all this is. Um, that's a, I mean, that's all any of this stuff is. <laughs> it's just contracts. I, I do appreciate the fact that Vince McMahon's not afraid to try things. Oh, okay? no, you definitely he got obviously that right. went way out on a limb on some of this stuff to try oh, yeah. to be creative and to try to make the best of a bad situation. It, it was it was rough. Some of it was really rough. Some of it was fine. And some of it, like I said, the Undertaker fight was spectacular. That yeah. was just really cool to watch. And you're talking to a guy that didn't know anybody else involved in that thing outside of the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like all yeah. these other people. It's, uh, you were texting in. our group and you were like, uh, it's some guy named AJ. I'm like, yeah, you AJ asked Styles. who he fought. Yep. And I was like, some dude named AJ. Yep. I don't AJ know who Styles. that is. I don't know. <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, it was fantastic. It was good stuff. Uh, all right, let's close out today's show. We're already over 30 minutes, but that is totally fine. Uh, let's talk about the all-decade team in the NFL. This is from the 2010s. Um, they had eight unanimous picks for the all-decade team. Uh, let's go ahead and, and give those out, and then we'll talk after that. Uh, Tom Brady, J.J. Watt, Adrian Peterson, uh, we're all unanimous. And then along with that, you had uh, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Joe Thomas, Marshall Yonda, and Justin Tucker. Um, the Everybody is active except for Thomas and Yonda. Uh, now, Joe Thomas, of course, being on this, Calvin that's your Johnson. dude. That's Yeah, that's Are your you guy. Are you talking about of the uh, unanimous people? Of the Yeah, yeah. Joe, I'm just talking about Joe Thomas being on here is, is your guy. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Like, my if if Tom Brady didn't exist and play for the Patriots my entire basically life, the twenty <laughs> years that I've followed football, he's been a part of my life. Then yes, Joe Thomas would be my favorite football player of all time. Yeah, he is. He is second to somebody that's that's a different realm and level. Yeah, my my love and a free appreciation and, and and attraction to Joe Thomas is is pretty unbelievable. And yeah, there was no question. I think he's the I think he's the greatest offensive lineman to ever play football. To yeah, I, ever okay. play football in the history of the game. I could buy that. I could totally and buy it's that. Sad that he played it with my shitty Browns. It, yeah, yeah. It I, I would love to see him. Never. I'd, I'd love to see him on the team now. Which, by the way, you see your Browns are uh, are in the running for Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, they should be. They should be. They got cap room and they have holds on defense. Absolutely. Yeah. I would, I would be ecstatic if they got if they got clowning. Ecstatic. Let's uh let's roll through the offense, defense, and special teams. I'm just gonna run through. Super I, I only fast. have I only have when you can roll through them. I want to know do you have any disagreements? And because I have two of the whole thing, a lot of players here. I only have two that I think are complete wrong misses. But roll through them. No, I. Uh, well, when you know, I tell right, you the two. I think I can sell you on the two. By the way, you probably can. I could buy that. Uh, but let, let's let's get through them, and then we'll uh, and then we'll see. Which everything is freezing up on me, slowing down on me. But here we go. All right. So here is the offense. Yep. Um, which I swear to God, everything is slowing down, and I don't know what's wrong. Uh, let's see. Quarterbacks. Here we go. Uh, quarterbacks: Tom Brady, 
in Aaron Rodgers, wide receivers Antonio Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, Calvin Johnson, Megatron, and Julio Jones. Uh, Rob Gronkowski and Travis Kelsey are the tight ends. Tackles are Jason Peters, Tyron Smith, uh, Joe Staley, Joe Thomas, the guards, uh, let's see, Jari Evans, uh, Logan Mankins, Zach Martin, Marshall Yonda, centers Alex Mack and Marquise Pouncey. Uh, running backs, we've got Frank Gore and, let's see, uh, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, LaShawn McCoy. McCoy. Yeah, Adrian, Shady. Adrian Peterson. Uh, okay, and, so, and, and your flex, of course, Darren Sproles. I, I thought that was weird. I, they were trying to find a reason to put Darren Sproles in there. for I, That didn't make any sense. Um, Darren Sproles has been an unbelievable player for a very long time. Love the guy to death. He didn't belong on this list. So that's, uh, are, are the people that uh, – so you said that there are two on this entire list that you disagree with. One offense, one defense. Is the one on offense a running back? Nope. Oh, no, I think they got the running backs dead on nuts. I really do. I really do. I tried to find a running back I could put on there. I, I think these are the best over the decade. It's so it hard probably, maybe you so. don't play running back very long. Yeah. And, and Shady McCoy, I, I, like I remember she, when he yeah. was so, so good. The early in the decade, he yeah. was the best player in the world for a long time. I mean, it's just hard to keep him off. It's it's just yeah. impossible to keep him off. Yeah, you're right. Frank Gore, I think I think they probably got right. Frank Gore got to be it. Marshawn yeah. Lynch, yeah, I think I think so. And Peterson's on that too. no no question the unanimous guy. Yeah, He's that's... Just, uh, so the only guy on offense that I disagree with, and 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 I know that I know this is all going to come back to me as hate because it's a guy I dislike, but is Aaron Rodgers, and and it's not hate. This is strictly with the numbers, man. He won one Super Bowl. He he played the 10 years. In those 10 years, he won 96 games. It's 9.6 wins a year. Russell Wilson's career is only eight years long. He's two years short of Aaron Rodgers' stats on this thing right here, and he's 10.75 wins a year. A, he didn't have his crappy rookie years that Aaron Rodgers had, so he had a couple bad years that don't get on this because those were before the 10 years. So you get his entire career. He's made an extra Super Bowl that Aaron Rodgers didn't make. So they both have one Super Bowl in the decade. Russell's made it to two back-to-back on those. And he's been an incredible player. They Head-to-head-wise, the Seahawks have been better than the Packers, uh, you know, for the I, most okay, part of I, their career. I could agree with you on this. I, I, I think I, Russell Wilson is it. His only knock is he didn't play all 10 years. Well, that can't be the knock. Because I, I don't think it's don't just about way. wins, though. I think like I I think Aaron Rodgers, as far as a quarterback goes, is uh, about as perfect a quarterback as you can get. Like I, I understand it's all about winning. I get all of that, but you know, do you know. think if Russell Wilson was able to play in those systems that were built for offense with the athletes that he had, that Rodgers has had, he wouldn't be far better than what he's been? If Aaron Rodgers had to play on an all-defensive team with no offensive weapons except for Marshawn Lynch and a shitty offensive line his entire career, he would be any good? Because we've seen him with the shitty offensive line. He won four games. True. I, I, man, I don't know. I, 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 like, I, know, I know it seems like hate because I have spent so much of my career hating on this guy. I don't like him. But this isn't like or hate. One guy has done far more with far less. Than, than the other 
and it's not close. It's not close. Yeah. No, you're, you're and the right. The amount of wins per season, not close. He does not have a four win season and a six win season on his resume. Aaron Rodgers has three win seasons of six or less wins. True. Okay. In those you, 10 years. Okay. You, you he ain't can, got that. He's you can never, sell me on it. He's won one nine game season. One. Everything else has been double digits. Only Tom Brady has that in his resume. Only Tom. Let me uh, let me go through the 2010s All Decade defense, and then I'm going to try and pick out which one you have on here. Uh, okay. Let's see: Calais Campbell, uh, Cameron Jordan, Julius Peppers, JJ Watt for defensive ends, defensive tackles: Geno Atkins, Fletcher Cox, Aaron Donald, and Sue. Inside linebackers: You got Luke Keekley, Bobby Wagner, Patrick Willis. Outside linebackers: Chandler Jones, Khalil Mack, Von Miller. Uh, cornerbacks are Patrick Peterson, Darrell Revis, and Richard Sherman. Safeties, you got Eric Berry, Earl Thomas, Eric Weddle. Defensive backs, Chris Harris, Tyron Matthew, uh, the Honey Badger. Um, which one do I think you disagree with here? Uh, I'll give you a hint. It breaks. You know how it didn't hurt my feelings at all to take Rodgers off? This one actually breaks my heart. It breaks your heart. It's not an LSU guy, but it breaks my heart. Let's see. Um, it's not an LSU guy, so it's not Patrick Peterson. Uh, that would be ridiculous. He's the best cover corner in the history of the game so far. <laughs> uh, is it Honey Badger? No, I say it's not an LSU uh, guy. Okay, yeah, okay. No, you're right, you're right. Sorry. Uh, is it Khalil Mack? No, that would hurt my feelings. I would say it's the guy I'm closer to than anybody else. I've actually had personal physical contact. I think it's Patrick, Patrick Willis. Willis. Uh, yeah, Patrick. yeah, yeah. And, and the only reason why. Oh, it wasn't long enough. It, hurt, it hurts. No, it's not that. It's not that. I can't leave off Dante Hightower. Now, this could be considered a homer pick, but that guy's been the quarterback of the Patriots defense for 10 years, and they made like five Super Bowls in this 10-year run. Yeah. And a lot of that was on defense, not just offensive guys. Now, I know one of those Super Bowl runs when they lost to Philadelphia, that they were like the 30th best defense in the league. They were terrible. All the rest, that guy's been the quarterback of one of the best defenses for eight years straight. I can't, I can't leave this guy off a decade list. I just can't. I don't no, know that, who to I bump. Mean, yeah, I'm with and you, I, but Patrick Willis or I mean, any of those inside linebackers, like you, you could maybe make a case for them not to be on this list. I don't know. I think Wagner and Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley's up there as one of the greatest inside linebackers of all time. I I, and I'm with that. you, but I, I there's and, and I think Bobby Wagner's pretty incredible. Oh, he's incredible as important. well. Patrick Willis, I saw seasons where he was a monster and that defense was still bad. Yeah. And I saw seasons where he was okay and the defense was okay. Now he had health issues galore. Oh, forever. What he could have been if he was healthy. We we don't know, and we won't know. But I can't think about, well, if he was healthy, he would have been this good, so he's got to have these accolades. I worship the ground Bo Jackson walks on, but I can't give him all the accolades in the world because he just didn't play long enough to get them. Yeah. It's it's that kind of thing. I, I cannot leave Dante Hightower off this list. I just don't know how to do that. No, it's impossible. When, he, okay. when he's been the quarterback of – one of the best defenses for eight years straight. Yeah, there's there's not a ton of uh, of, of Patriots on here. It's it's a little strange. No. Tom Tom's it. 
Yeah. Tom's it. I mean. That's, uh, yeah, that's crazy. It says a lot about Tom, by the way, for all the people uh, that want to say he's a system guy. It says a whole lot about him. Yeah, 100%. But, You're right about but that. No, I, I just think you got to have the two quarterbacks. He, he, he's played for, what, eight years, I think. Um, yeah, uh, he, was, has. he was he with Alabama in 2011. Bowls. So 2012 was his rookie season. Yeah, so twelve to twenty. Yeah, um, yeah. He he's got eight seasons under his belt. He he's he's, you know. I just I just think the quarterback of the offense, quarterback of the defense of of the Patriots throughout this decade run has has to be in the list. They just yeah. have to. Yeah. And the I only agree. guy I could not, I can't take Bobby Wagner out. I can't. I'd, I'd like to, but I can't. He's the one I dislike the most personally. <laughs> Because he went to the Ravens, but I forgive the Ravens for everything because of Lamar, and so I justify all this stuff in my head weirdly in a personal feelings. And Luke Keekley, I think, could be the, the greatest inside linebacker I've ever seen. I, I can't take him out. I, yeah. I think it's gotta I think it's gotta be Patrick. It's hard to do. Yeah, it's definitely hard to do. Uh you're right about that. Um let's uh, let's roll through quickly on the uh on the specialists. Uh Punters, Johnny Hecker, uh, Shane Leckler. Kickers, Steven Goskowski, and Justin Tucker was the unanimous here. Uh, punt returners, Tyreek Hill. should have been unanimous as well. They just should have, these are the only two I, kickers I for a decade that could do this. Yes. Punt returners, Tyreek Hill and Darren Sproles. Uh, kick returners, Devin Hester and Cordero Patterson. Uh, Patterson was a little shaky, I think. Like, he, it, there's no questioning his talent. Um, but having him in the same conversation with Devin Hester, kind of crazy to me. No, I mean, just can't. None of these guys last long because that is a position of just raw ass speed. Yeah, and you can only have that level of speed for two or three years before somebody younger and healthier just comes behind you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And so, right. what Patterson, his two to three years of being that top guy, he was just as dangerous as Hester. He really was. They didn't kick to him as often because after the years of people seeing Hester just destroy their life. Yeah, they said, uh, nope, this ain't happening got, again. Punters got smarter, and, and that's the difference. Is It's harder to yeah. be a punt returner today than it's ever been because punters have gotten so good at what they do. That makes sense. It's, it's just really hard to do it. Hester, I think, is going to be the last just super elite punt returner we're ever going to see. I think you're dead on about that. I, I think you're right. I think you are – a hundred percent right. Um, we've gone forty-five minutes. So hey, to, it's a good show. It's, it's a good. good show. It's a, this is a fantastic show. Uh, I wish tomorrow, you didn't watch the clock. I know that you watched the clock because of the YouTube stuff. I wish you didn't watch the clock. And let's just go. Well, it, if I, it starts seeing boring, let's change the channel. And if it's not, <laughs> then let's keep conversation going. True, true. I, I also have to deal with a two-year-old that you don't have to worry about yet. So like, it's well, we got to figure that out because this is how we make a living here. I wish this was how I made a living. Good gracious. I'd love to start before 4.30. I think we can do that some days. Uh, Mondays, not very likely. But that's okay. We're going to get this thing figured out. I'd lo- The fact that we're doing it daily, I feel really good about. So, I do too. It's, it's been uh, awesome. It's been really good so far. And we will continue to do this as well going forward. Uh, you can always find us over at winningcureseverything.com. Tomorrow on the show, we're going to discuss NFL quarterbacks. We're each going to pick three. We're going to give you the conversation as we get to it. But you guys, join back in with us. We would love to have you. Uh, go over to winningcureseverything.com. It's got all of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms. We will have a new site up 
uh, by the end of this coming weekend, and I cannot wait. I feel really good about it. I've been working my ass off on it, so I, I feel good about it. Uh, and I will let Chris see it in due time, but I'll make sure that he sees it before everybody else does. <laughs> so <laughs> I've sent him a couple of pictures. He's been like, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's, I don't know what to say because I can't see much. But, uh, but yeah, I'm going to send him a link. I'm going to get everything up and running and functional, and it's going to look professional. It's going to look real good. You guys know what to do. Subscribe to the show on whatever your favorite platform is. Uh, share the show out with your friends. Tell everybody you know about it. Leave some nice reviews, some nice comments in YouTube or Twitch or wherever. Uh, tell everybody about it. We would definitely appreciate that. Chris, is there anything else that happened today that we need to talk about right now? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I can't wait to get back with you tomorrow. We will see all of you then. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.